Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by June Ahi, Chief People Officer at Cashflows. She is here to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. So welcome, June. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Nadia. I'm very excited to be here. Me too. And it's great that we're doing this face to face. Let's start. Tell us a bit more about Cashflows. So Cashflows helps partners have a streamlined payments experience. And Actually, it, we're in a really, really exciting stage of growth at the moment. So it's a fantastic place to be and to be part of at the moment. Yeah, exciting. And I'm, I'm keen to hear more about all of that growth. So tell us about your role, why it's been so important and where this role actually began. Yeah. So funny story. <laughs> I was not actually actively looking for a role and I was actually approached to join Cashflows. And what really excited me and intrigued me when I was reading the brief about the role was the fact that it was about growing the culture, you know, really investing in people. But more importantly, it was having chief people officer rather you know, than a, a head of HR, somebody that sat in the executive team and sort of represented people and DEI. Mm. And I think it's so important, isn't it, that... You know, the role chief people officer, it makes a bold statement Absolutely. of what a company actually, what the intention is for its people. And I love that about what your role is. I know that that is you walking the talk, you know, investing in people is yeah. so crucial to the business. So tell us a bit more about how you do that. Yeah, I mean, I think for us in cash flows, learning and development, the beauty of being in an SME is that you can make more bespoke learning journeys. So a really good example of that is we've had somebody new come in as a, a senior product manager and he's absolutely hit the ground running. He's got so many skills and experience to bring to the role that actually are outside of probably some of the remit. So being an SME, it was about okay, how do we utilise his talent and his skills and also support him in his own career development and what that trajectory looks like? So it was very much kind of looking at our succession planning, aligning with that, and then seeing where we can use his talents and also grow grow, grow what he wants to do in his role and just set him up for success, which obviously then helps the business with their success as well. So Yeah, absolutely. And this is so unique because... As a concept, it's something that I, I back. I back yeah. so much from a talent perspective. Like, I think that's how we're going to improve our, our, our churn and, and, and our retention Absolutely. within the industry. But that is, it's easier said than done. And I love how you're actually doing it. You're looking at that growth per individual and making sure there's a structure around it. Like how does that work day to day? So for us, we hold ourselves to account. So we have company you know, objectives across the board. So for people, one of the things we've got around our learning and development strategy is clear KPIs where we're measuring, does everybody have a personal development plan? Are they revisiting that? You know, making sure we're partnering with managers on in the people team, partnering with those managers just to check in we regularly check in in terms of tracking, training and development. What does that look like? We have regular succession planning meetings as part of the executive team just to ensure that everybody's on the right plan because 
that is ultimately going to be people are our biggest asset right Nadia so that's ultimately going to grow the success of the business yeah. and also just set them up for for what their clear path of what they yeah. want to achieve as well and again this is so unique because what lots of companies aren't having the opportunity of doing is that support with the line managers yeah. because line managers aren't suddenly supposed to be amazing at, <laughs> at hybrid working and yeah. and how you support somebody in their growth nor are they supposed to suddenly be amazing at bringing somebody on who's in a in a role of growth potential rather yeah. than what they've done before so this support is incredible yeah it's a people led business i mean we talk about you know payments perfected by people externally but equally that really is inherent internally as well you know everybody's got a voice and we want to make sure that we hone in on people's aspirations and, and make sure that we're working with them including managers setting them up for success on how to be an inspiring leader yeah yeah what i love about this is it's not just that you say we set people up for success you're doing it and there's Absolutely. many layers to make yeah. that happen and i think there's many many companies within the industry that will say it but not not necessarily work out how to do it Absolutely. and to have those fallback options and it sounds it sounds like you're doing that now, you're quite passionate that fintech has wider job opportunities, wider yeah. than, than only coding. Coding opportunities at Cashflows, I know, are plentiful and amazing, yes. but there's stuff outside of that as well. So I'd love for you to share some of that with us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we again, I don't think she'll mind me mentioning her name, Monica. We have a fantastically talented compliance manager. So compliance is one of the areas that we have as well. We have a really diverse sales and product team with a real mix of diverse people in there. There's so many opportunities, marketing, people team, you know, loads of variations of roles that, you know, you, you, you can bring your sort of skills and experience to the business. Yeah, I love hearing about that because I think often people can think that it's only technology as a route into Absolutely, fintech yeah. when it's so much wider than it's that. It's so much wider. And also, I think as businesses, we should really be positively challenging, you know, recruitment agents, for example. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we work very closely with you, but even with other agencies, you know, we want to positively challenge to get, you know, a diverse pool of candidates. So yeah. we always make sure that that's something that we are continually doing because that's going to mean that we're going to get the best talent, top-tier yeah. talent. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about diversity, and and that in the inclusion of that diversity how important is champion inclusion in the workplace to you to cash flows and how far do you think we've come as an industry yeah i think i think we've come a long way there's no silver bullet but we've certainly come a long way in the industry you can see such a mix of but then at the same time there's a stat that's you know five percent of ceos are female so We've come a long way, but I still think there's a long way to go. But one of the things that we feel passionate about at Cashflows is being the change we want to see in the industry. So for us, that's, you know, we need to make sure that diversity, inclusion and equity is part of our DNA. You know, it's not something, going back to your point around, it's not a tick box, it's not a quota that you have to meet. It's continual. It, it's mm. genuinely in, inherent in, through the business and part of our culture. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things that we always talk about within this podcast is not just having people listen to how you are including within your business, but actually for those people to take those lessons and implement them in their workplaces. And this isn't only for people in positions of privilege or or positions of hiring, but, yeah. but anybody yeah. within the business. So what would you like to see more of for genuine, authentic workplace inclusion? I think something that people, you know, want to see is 
there's actual action, so it's not just lip service. So I feel like companies should continue to regularly check stats around, you know, their equal ops. So, for example, we've got we're very proud and we're quite transparent about our, our statistics, and we often put them on LinkedIn as part of our blog posts. That you know, with 48% of our workforce is female, we've got a 50-50 split on our executive team as well. So they're, they're stats that we're really, really proud of, and we're regularly measuring that and continue again continual improvement in terms of what we can do as initiatives. I think businesses as well, you can even start small around just education, raising awareness, so doing lunch and learns. We regularly do, you know, Pride is one that we love to celebrate. We recently did one on neurodiversity for Neurodiversity Week. And actually, that was really surprising in such a positive way. We did it to raise awareness. Lots of people join, which is fantastic when you have that uptake. And it was essentially just to, you know, have somebody come in externally, talk through what is neurodiversity, you know, what can we do to raise awareness and break those stigmas. But actually, what was really empowering was the fact that so many people on there started to open up around the fact that they were neurodivergent. And wow. I thought that's a true testament to the type of culture where people genuinely feel they can be themselves, they feel safe with that. And and that was really telling as well in our engagement survey. So you know, 94% of people said that they feel really sort of respected by their manager. They, you know, 85% said that they felt really valued for the work that they do. So it, it genuinely, that kind of aligns with what we're actually seeing in the business as well. And people opening up and, you know, trying to break down those barriers of stigma. Yeah, and this is so powerful. You're talking about value, you're talking about respect. And what happens with that? You get psychological safety that Absolutely. people can put their hand up and say, actually, I'm going through this. What do you think that you're, you're doing that's really allowing for that safety to be so prevalent within the business right now? I think from an inclusion point of view, we genuinely want people to have a voice. So a really good example of that is we refreshed our values, our company values in 2022. And actually, we didn't just want to set the, what the refresh would be, you know, as an executive team, for example. It's all of our values, right, as a collective. So we all need to be part of that. So it set up workshops for the business so that people could then start to look at what the value meaning was and really understand what is it that what is values personal to them and what do they want to see as values for the business. And what came out of that was just incredible. You know, there was such buy-in that we ended up with the three C's, so courage, collaboration and clarity. And it was owned by everyone. We all came up with that. It was a, you know, it was a collective. And that's the type of inclusion that we want. We want people to genuinely feel part of the business, you know, that we also did workshops around our vision and our mission. Because again, we're all striving for the same thing. Mm. And that's the company's success. And it just allows people to feel really bought in, that sense of belonging. Mm. They're part of the bigger picture. They're valued. Mm. And they're the types of things that we continually do. When we talk in our town halls every month, you know, we talk about don't be afraid to challenge, be curious, don't be afraid to fail, because from failure is often when we have our successes that come up. Mm. So that's the type of dialogue that we're using. So yeah. it's constantly around us so that people feel that they can positively challenge and, and you know and ask lots of questions and not be afraid to do that and we're yeah. really seeing that in the results of our engagement survey yeah it definitely sounds so like don't be afraid to fail again easily yeah. said but like not it's quite difficult to build that culture that really supports that and it Absolutely. sounds like you have and you know in in the world of dei or edi or however the yeah. letters are yeah. people are now bringing in the b for belonging absolutely everything yeah. that you've spoken about belonging is just threaded through all of that yeah which really makes a difference and and has made 
made everything that you said really unique and stand out. In, in an industry now where people are wanting to do more of this, you've really shared like how some of the, the key factors you need to implement. So it's brilliant to, to hear how much work you're doing. What other areas would you love to see more people doing more for across the industry? Yeah. I think there's so many areas of diversity that it's all vital, it's all important, but in particular, and one that I'm very passionate about, is neurodiversity. I do feel that that sometimes can often be seen and, and often is an sort of underlooked area. You know, when you look at 15 to 20% of the population are neurodivergent, and then you've got 21% of autistic people that are only in employment. But the reason I'm really passionate about that is because both my children are neurodivergent. And I just feel that there's so much more we can do in terms of breaking the stigma mm. around what neurodiversity is. And when you really understand neurodiversity, which obviously is something that's close to my heart and you know something I have every day in my life, you know, you look at the individuals and the skills and experience they bring. There's so many various conditions that bring so many different skills that when you think about FinTech, you look at pattern recognition, memory, mathematics, all these amazing skills that we should be embracing and actually people should be seeing as their superpower. And it's something I tell my children about. And this is your superpower. You think in a different way. And that's, that's, a, that's a strength, that's an asset. And I think it cash flows something that we really genuinely believe in is we value different. We like you know different perspectives different ways of thinking about things, coming from different backgrounds, having different experiences, we know that that is only going to be an asset to the business and we genuinely embrace it. So I feel like for neurodiversity, it'd be really a bit of a call to action. It's just to raise a little bit more awareness of actually there's just so many skills that neurodivergent individuals have that they can really, really hone in on, in, especially in the fintech industry. So thank you for joining us today on the DEI Discussions podcast series. It's been brilliant learning about you, about cash flows and how important people are to your business. Thank you so much for having me, Nadia. It's been a pleasure.